Welcome to Behold, a series for women longing to live a life worthy of the call they have received. I'm Christy Horsch, and this is episode 18. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 18 of Behold. I am so grateful that you are here. Thank you so much for joining me. Before we get started, I just wanted to mention that we are now a podcast too. So besides getting these on YouTube, you can also get them in your favorite podcast player. They are slowly coming out in different apps throughout this week. And so I will keep that updated on Facebook. But right now we're available on Spotify and Google Play and several other podcast hosts. So feel free to check us out there. And since we're just getting started in the podcast area, um, if you could rate and review us, I would really appreciate that because it helps other people to find us. And so if this has been helpful and beneficial to you, if you could rate and review us, then other women who are in this stage of life as well could learn a little bit more about managing their minds. Um, I also wanted to remind you that we do have an email list that you can sign up through our website, which is in the show notes. We also have a private Facebook group that you can sign up for as well in the show notes. But let's get started for today. Today we are going to be talking about two words, and those words are what if. What if is a really powerful question. It can bring really great anxiety, or it can bring a whole lot of accomplishment. And it's really the difference between focusing on a problem or focusing on a solution. So we're going to talk a little bit about those differences and how we can manage that what if question in our minds. But let's start with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come Holy Spirit. Come and wash over us. Please just give us your peace. And show us your mercy as we learn how to manage our minds and how to see the world, see ourselves the way that you see it. Help us to be able to distinguish what's true and what's untrue. Help give us the grace that we need in this moment. And help us to remember that you live inside of us. And so even when things are difficult or seem hard, problems seem hard to solve, that we can always turn to you and you're right there, ready to help us solve that problem, ready to give us the answer. Our dear Mother Mary, please wrap us in your mantle. Please hold us close as only a mother can and help us always to walk closer to your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. We ask this in his name, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, so we have talked about the model. The model is our tool and on previous episodes, we've really broken that down where we know that we use this to help manage our minds. But before we start using this tool regularly, we need, really need to begin to acknowledge our thoughts. We need to pay attention to those thoughts and what they're doing and not doing for us. Okay. And as we start to acknowledge our thoughts, we start to kind of see the pattern that shows us that the model is actually accurate, that our thoughts lead to our feelings, our feelings lead to our actions and our actions get us our results. So, therefore, our thoughts are controlling our results. And so, a lot of us think a lot of negative thoughts. And many of us are actually lying to ourselves and passing it off as fact when they're actually just a thought. And one of the ways, one of the sneaky ways we do this is through what-if questions. Okay, and what-if is really a powerful phrase. It, when used well, it can serve you really profoundly, but when used poorly, it can get you stuck in spinning. 
So that's what I'm going to talk about today. And we're going to, I'm going to explain. So as women and moms, many of us worry and we worry a lot about a lot of different things. And the interesting thing about worry, besides the fact that, you know, the Bible tells us not to worry, we don't need to worry. I think it was Padre, say Padre Pio who said, pray, hope, don't worry. Um, worry is very future focused. It takes us out of our present moment and it has us spinning about what might happen in the future. But God only gives us grace for what is actually happening, happening right now in the present. So we don't have the grace yet to tackle what we see coming in the future or what we think might come in the future. And this is why worry can feel so overwhelming because we just haven't received that grace yet, that grace that may be coming because that thing may happen or that grace that won't come because that thing's never even going to happen anyway. So we don't need that. Um, so that's one of the ways that you can see that our brain is actually in worry. It's focusing on something that hasn't happened yet. It's focusing on something that may or may not be true yet. Okay. And so let me go through kind of what the danger is and the what if. Because we think of things like, for example, what if my kids grow up and leave the church? What if I can't pay that bill next month? What if my friend sees my messy house when she shows up uninvited? What if, what if I never lose the weight? What if I always, what if I always have a really difficult marriage? And there's just so many more. You can think of a lot of what if things that we kind of spin around in our brains and all of these things, when we say them, make us feel really yucky. So if you just think a moment, you just pick any of those what if thoughts that I just said, and you think that you're going to feel like you just have that feeling maybe of, of stress, overwhelm, anxiety, maybe even some hopelessness in there. And the interesting thing about that, the reason that you're feeling that, even though it's a question, even though it's future focused, even though it's uh, may or may not happen, and you know that it may or may not happen, you're still having the feelings as if they're, if they're happening. Because one of the sneaky things that your brain does is your brain takes off the what if. So if you're going through a model and you're figuring out what's my thought, feeling, action, result, you never put a question in for the thought because your brain doesn't recognize the question. Your brain is going to pull off that what if. So for example, if you're thinking, what if my kids leave the church someday and you take off that what if, you're left with my kids leave the church someday. And wow, of course that's going to make you feel bad. That is, that is the thought that your body is responding to when you think, what if my kids leave the church someday? Your body is just responding to that my kids leave the church someday. And that's a really hard thought. That thought causes, you know, fear, confusion, hopelessness, anxiety. And those feelings are often things that we are trying to disconnect from or resist. Those are feelings that we try to resist a lot. So then from that place, we're not trying to problem solve or figure out what to do. Instead, we're buffering. We're disconnecting. We're just spinning in the anxiety. Okay. And so instead of lovingly engaging with our children to teach them the faith and putting it trust our trust in God and having this calm and peaceful household, we are thinking this thought and feeling disconnected and not moving forward. Right. 
So the next thing that I want to point out with these what if questions, besides the fact that we're actually, our brain is not recognizing the what if in front of it and acting like this is happening this moment and that it's a statement, not a question. Um, the next thing I want to point out is that rarely when we're asking these what if worry questions, rarely are we trying to answer the question. Okay. Questions only benefit us in our brain if we're trying to answer them. So rarely we are trying to answer this question. We're usually just spinning in the anxiety, spinning in the confusion, and we're allowing that thought to control our feelings and we're having that anxiety and overwhelm and we're not putting the thought to work for us because we can change it and make that thought work for us. So first this thought of my kids, my kids leave the church someday. First of all, it isn't even true. It has not happened yet. It might not happen. It might happen. It might be true someday. So first of all, we can just choose to renounce it. We can choose to say, I'm going to leave tomorrow's worry for tomorrow. And I'm going to just focus on today and be present. And so when that thought pops in our heads, you know, what if my kid leaves the church someday? We can just say, nope, not even going to entertain that thought. And we can move on and we can throw that one out because, you know, we don't need to worry about that today. Okay. If you're, you know, if you have little kids, it's just not something you need to focus your brain on. But first, and that, you know, that is what the Bible tells us to do. Leave tomorrow's worry for tomorrow. Okay. Focus on today. But for some of us, our brains just don't want to put that worry down. And even though we've told our brain to put that worry down, our brain doesn't want to. It's going to keep mulling over it and we're going to keep feeling yucky about it. So I'm going to give you some tips about this. We're going to put our brain to work instead. If our brain isn't going to insist to focus on this, we're going to put it to work and let it focus productively instead of keeping us spinning. So let's do another example. Um, let's do an example of what if we can't pay the credit card bill next month? What if we can't pay the credit card bill next month? And so what I would want you to do, you can think of whatever question works for you, is I want you to pull out a blank sheet of paper and write the question across the top. What if we can't pay the credit card bill next month? Then I want you to write down everything you will think that will happen. Just download it all out. Write it all down. All these bad things that are spinning in your head anyway um, of what you think will happen if you don't pay the credit card bill. Actually answer the question. What if we don't pay the credit card bill next month? What does that mean? What will happen? Will we pay a little bit of interest and pay it off the next month? Will we start to snowball? Do we need to have a plan? There's a lot of different result, different ways, depending on your circumstance and your situation, of how you can answer that. But I want you to write down at least 10 answers to what you're thinking about. 10. I know that seems like a lot. But your brain, your brain is spinning because it feels like this is so overwhelming, like there's so much. Okay? And so then I want you to write all those results down, all those answers to that question. What if I can't pay the credit card off next month? And then I want you to look at each of those results that you wrote down. And you're going to notice that some of those perceived outcomes really aren't all that scary. Okay? You're going to see that, oh, well, what am I so worried about that? That's really not a big deal. Then you're probably going to notice that some of those outcomes might not even be true. Some of the things that you kind of wrote down, well, that, you know, we're, we're not going to be bankrupt because we didn't pay the credit card in full one month. Oh, look, this isn't that scary because look, we can, we'll be able to catch up the following month and we'll be fine. You know, these are just some examples. 
of course, it's your circumstance, it's how your your family is doing things, but when we start to look at it, we can see, oh, well, that's not even true. I'm worried about something that's not true. And, oh, look, the consequence, this what if really isn't that bad. Okay? And some of it is then looking at those results and sitting in those feelings and not resisting it, being like, okay, yeah, it's not my ideal situation. I can, I, I'm not afraid to feel my feelings, though, so I don't have to resist. I don't have to spin in this anxiety over it because here are all the things that could happen because of this. Okay? And so then, by answering the question, we've taken away the power that it had over us. We've taken away some of that anxiety. We have a little more control now because we have the answer to that question. That The answer to that question is no longer, I don't know, that's scary, I don't know. The answer to that question is right in front of us on the sheet of paper. So next we're gonna do what I call a problem reset. We're gonna take that, we're gonna take the problem focused what if question, which has, we're, we've really been focused on the problem, that what if I can't pay my bill this month? And we're gonna change it to make it more solution focused. And so in this case, the solution that I'd want would be that I'd want to be able to pay my bill next month. And so I could rephrase my question. I could rephrase my question as, what if I could pay my bill this month? What if I could pay my bill this month? How could I make that happen? Okay? And so notice how that feels different. And remember that our thought, when we model it out, can't be a question. So because our brain doesn't see that what if, our brain will just see, I could pay my bill this month, next month. I could pay that bill next month. Instead of what if I could pay that bill that month, next month, my brain is seeing, I could pay that bill next month. And so my brain is, my feelings then are gonna be a little more calm a little more confident, a little more curious. How could I do that? How could that happen? Okay, and our brains love a good challenge. We are so blessed. God has given us such good computer-like brains that are able to help us just dig into these kind of challenges. And so now, to, you put a good challenge in front of your brain. So you answered your, what if I can't pay the bill question. Now we're gonna flip that paper over and on the top, we're gonna write, what if I could pay my credit card my credit card bill next month. How could I do that? And then I want you to write down ten solutions. Write down one through ten, and write down ten solutions. And in the beginning, it might feel kind of hard. You might kind of be like, "I have no idea how we're going to be able to pay the credit card bill next month." But then you'll start to think, and some ideas will start to pop into your head. Some solutions will start to come to the front of your mind, and. How could you go about doing this? How can you make it work? You've got 10 solutions now. And when you're done, you're gonna go through each one because some of them aren't going to be feasible or realistic and you'll just cross those ones out. Probably not gonna win the lottery. That's okay, we're gonna cross that one out. But you'll probably still have a few good options left. You'll probably have two or three really solid options. And from there, you're gonna start working towards those options. Instead of spinning in this I don't know confusion, you're going to work towards those options, all right? So one of the most powerful parts of using this model regularly is that we usually prove our thoughts. And so our results are often exactly what we think they will be. Because when we think something, it causes a feeling. And then our feeling leads to our action, which gets us a result. So if I'm saying, what, let's say I'm saying, what if I 
don't get the kids to their practice on time tonight. We have such a busy day. What if I don't get them to practice on time tonight? And then my brain hears, because it takes out the what if, I don't get the kids to practice tonight. And so I'm feeling stressed and anxious. And from here, I'm not calmly getting the things done that we need to get done. I'm frantically flying around or I'm avoiding these feelings and buffering and getting nothing done anyway. And so then it comes time to leave on time and we aren't ready. We're not ready to go. So then my result is that I didn't get the kids to practice on time, which was my exact thought to begin with. Okay. So this can also mean that your what if questions can be very powerful in helping you achieve your goals. Okay. So think of what you, so we're going to kind of flip the what if now. So we've got our, our what if of worry. Now we're going to kind of go into this what if that's going to actually serve us and help us to reach our goals. So I want you to think about what you really want. Think about those goals and dreams that you've been working on. Maybe you can say, um, do you want to lose weight? Maybe. And so instead of asking, what if I can't lose the weight? We're going to rephrase it to focus on your dream. What if I could lose all the weight I want? Even better yet, we could think, what if it was easy to lose all the weight that I want to lose? Wow, just notice the difference of how that feels. So on one hand, when we're looking at our goals, we could think, what if I can't do this? What if I fail? What if I can't lose the weight? And we feel really yucky. And on the other, because we're, we're really focused on, on the problem and the negative out, possible negative outcome. And instead, we can focus on, what if I could lose all the weight? What if it was easy to lose the weight? And we're going to start to feel more curious and more hopeful and more solution focused where we can start to actually see that there are options for us. And we can do that problem reset and we can write down 10 possible ways that that could be true. And from there, we're going to find those couple ways and we're going to start putting our brain to work for us because our brain loves to work for us. And even after we're done writing it down and we've seen our two or three solutions, and we walk away and go do other things, in the background, our brain is still gonna be working on these problems. It's still gonna be working on the solutions because we focused it on the solution rather than just spinning over the problem. Okay, so this is the power of what if. We like to put what if in front of our worries and tell ourselves that we're just wondering about it, but our brain doesn't see the what if and our body responds as if it's already happened or is already happening to us. And we might not have the grace yet for that situation so we end up spinning out of control. So instead, we need to answer the question, take away its power, and then flip the question and start focusing on its solutions instead. Life is unpredictable. We can't control our circumstances. God gets those. He gets our circumstances. We give them to him because he uses his perfect and permissive will to shape our circumstances. We can only control the thoughts that we have about our circumstances which will shape our feelings, our actions, and our results. Your worry may happen, but God will give you the grace in that moment. He has always cared for you, and he always will. He always will. Even if you don't believe it, even if you don't feel it, he is always there, and he's always taking care of you. We want to be women who are present in our lives, and we can't do that when we're spinning. We can't do that when we're spinning in that what-if doom. Instead, let's answer the question focus on a solution rather than on the problem. Then when you're ready, you can start focusing on that what if question that's actually going to help you reach your goals, actually going to help you reach those dreams and live that life you want to. Your brain is an incredible problem solver because you have the Holy Spirit inside of you. 
focus it on the solution and let it go to work. And when we do this, then we are one step closer to living a life worthy of the call we have received. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am Christy Horsch. God bless. Thanks so much for joining me today. I would love to keep this conversation going. In the show notes, you can find the links to my website, email group, private Facebook group, and more. If this resonates with you, consider coaching with me one-on-one or joining my weight loss program, which is called Beloved. We dive deep into these concepts to help you love your life and yourself without changing your circumstances. This work has changed my life and I know it can change your life too. I hope to see you there.